was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Hello, my fellow DDP Yoga Warriors. What is happening? It is Wednesday night. It is 9 p.m. here on the east coast of the good old U.S. of A. Tough guy uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina, where I currently reside at the DDP Radio Megaplex. And uh, But unfortunately for our guest tonight, it is not that case. Uh, we're going to introduce him in a second because he's been uh, really gracious to, to come on uh, very late with us uh, across the pond, if you will. But uh, before we bring him on, I want to, of course, introduce you to my guest. Um, and I'm just going to say I got a message from uh, Jake Order on, on, on the uh, video, my promo video, and he suggested that I do a Bob and Doug McKenzie uh, theme song for you, Crystal, <laughs> which uh, I'm going to have to look into for next week. Maybe I can grab a clip to make it legal, but I think that is uh, more than apropos. And, uh, of course, I'm going to intro you as usual. Uh, you know her from uh, from her stint as under uh, the uh, celebrity Curling with the Stars, and uh, of course through her <laughs> philanthropic work of uh, Canadians Against the Dark. Of course, the one and only Crystal Stewart. How are you? <laughs> I'm really well. How are you? Who knew? I've got uh, some talent. Uh, Who knew? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Curling with the Stars. I, I'm fascinated by curling. That's the only thing I watch when the Olympics come around. So um, I know that is a, a Canadian sport, I, I believe. But um, yep. <laughs> before we get into things uh, anymore, I, I want to bring on our guest real quick. And we're gonna, we got a lot to talk about tonight. He's got a, a hell of a story. He's been here a long time and, you know, probably as long as I've been around, too. I've, I've seen him poking around forever. Um, so we're going to introduce him right now. And it is Currently 2 a.m. where he resides in uh, Wales, right. over across the pond. Uh, so we really appreciate him coming on. And when I kind of announced the guest, I had so many people pop up and say, oh, I love Will, I love Will. So a uh, really popular guy around here in the DDPO community. And if you look at his Facebook page, he's everywhere. Like, he's just he pops up at these things and these things. So I don't even know how he gets around to all this. But welcome to the show, Will Garland. How are you, my friend? I'm really good, thank you. Good to be here. Hi, Will. Oh, very cool, very cool. We're, we're really excited. And, How are you guys um, doing? We've got a lot to talk about your story as well. We are wonderful. Um, we we got a lot to talk about with you, but real quick, I wanted to touch on real quick. Uh, I know um, over in, in the U.K., the wrestling scene is booming over there, a uh, really huge independent wrestling mm-hmm. scene. And uh, one of the ambassadors of, of U.K. wrestling uh, over there, uh, Dynamite Kid, passed away uh, earlier this morning and 
I know, Will, you're a wrestling fan, of course, Crystal, and we have a huge you know, wrestling base here. But um, over here, he was revered, and of course, Canada as well. But what did the Diamond and Red Kid mean to that part of the world and, and the legacy he left uh, on your side of things, uh, Will? It's massive, obviously, because being, you know, one half of the British Bulldogs, um, when the news broke um, early this morning, I think there was a lot of devastation. So for, uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess he's not been on the scene for some time, but the word you've used is legacy, you know. So the memories he's left behind, I think there'd be a lot of shares going around the world. I mean, since the news broke, I've been in work today, so I'm slowly, slowly catching up and everything. But I think he has left behind a massive legacy in, in the UK wrestling scene. And, and, you know, he pioneered a style that, you know, controversial, yep. some will say, whether it was good or bad for wrestling. But, man, there's a guy who gave it Definitely. all. You know, there's, you know, he, he, I think he retired in 1996. His body was just, you know, broken. But, you know, people can debate the, the good and, and the bad of it all. But there's no doubt that, you know, he left behind a body of work that is just, you know, fascinating. Oh, definitely. Definitely agree. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, uh, rest Absolutely. in peace, uh, Tom Billington, uh, Dynamite Kid. Uh, the last of the, you know, and uh, not get you know down in the dumps, but you know all the hearts and, and you know Brett seems to be the only one still standing. It's pretty scary. Yeah. True. So, but um, on a more uh, upbeat note, um, we have uh, Will here, and I'm fascinated by your story too because. Uh, I, like I said, you've always been one of those guys that's just been consistent. Like I've always seen you around since when I first started. You've always been there. You pop up on, on Facebook, and you've just been one of those guys that's, you know, I, I say it about Pat McDermott, one of those guys who just, you know, has always been around and yeah. sticking to it and, you know, popping up and, and just hammering head down and, and, and just keep moving forward. Um, when did you start your DDP Yoga journey? Where did you kind of find your way in, and what was the catalyst for you uh, kind of uh, wanting to – make that step and, and try to better yourself with uh, the product? I think it was back in 2013. Um, I know I started roughly a similar kind of time to um, our current director of certification, Hayden. Um, I'm pretty sure it was about 2013. So I had my first, well, I didn't, my wife did. We had our first child. Um, and I didn't want to be one of those dads who just kind of sat on the sidelines watching him. I wanted to be involved with him and playing with him and, you know, just being very, a very active parent. Um, at the time, I was, well, massively overweight. I was, you'll have to forgive me for using the British terms, but I was, I was born on 19 or 20 stone. Um, I'm not entirely sure what that works out as in, in pounds for you guys. Um, you know, I was constantly out of breath, I was overweight, and I just needed to do something. Uh, and, and I guess my son was the main driving force for me, so needing to have him in my life, and, well, me being his life. Um, like most people, did basic internet searches, you know, looking for this thing and that thing, and there were various different programs that came up. Um, and then I guess, like, a lot of people start, I, I saw... Arthur's story and, and I guess that's mm. where everything began um, you know watching the short was it like a four minute clip or a 12 minute clip if you watch the full version um, and initially I was like well I was mesmerized and I guess I was taken back by the massive change that this guy had made you know from being um, a disabled paratrooper to some guy who at the, the end of that little video was running 
Um, and it was a case of, well, hang on, if this guy can do it, why can't I? You know, and that, that's where it all began for me, so I... Go on. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's okay. I think we've got a very, a very, very, very short uh, time delay. Um, yeah, so I just thought, well, you know, if, if if this guy can do it, what's stopping me? So immediately I went to the search engine, whether it was Yahoo or Google. Um, I linked onto the Team DDP Yoga website, onto the actual ddpyoga.com. Um, I, I just started looking into it and just seeing uh, some of the short workouts I watched, and I was seeing them on YouTube, and I was thinking, well, it's it's not a difficult program. I was like, you know, it's, it's obviously it's not easy, but it's not difficult. So let, let's give it a go and let, let's see what I can do with it. Uh, and I think straight away, I just went out and bought it. And I think the, the max pack it was back then. Um, mm-hmm. And in all honesty, it took less than two weeks to get delivered to me. So straight away, I, I went out and bought an exercise mat and just got into it, you know, like most people and just I watched it, I, I tried to learn it and then just really get into it and I just needed it and I think it was one of the best things I've ever done. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's I love the story. First of all, you know, you, as you said, you were you were really overweight and, and I saw your, you know, I've, I've seen your pictures pop up for years and I never realized that you were you were that, you know, overweight because I've always kind of seen you at the after, after, after picture, so... A lot of these people who have had successes yeah. have kept it off so long that you forget that they were even, uh, you know, overweight. And Big. I know specifically as a fat person, <laughs> as an overweight person, um, a lot of lifetime of bad decisions led me to where I was. And while you should be uh-huh. your own reason to, to kind of kick things up, um, a lot of times when you're in that zone, your your personal right. well-being is the last thing on your mind. So the fact that you brought a kid into this world and suddenly – you have this responsibility for another life and to give that kid a good life and to, to keep up with him and be an active father, that seems to be a, a pretty good reason that if you couldn't find one for yourself, it gives you a pretty good reason to kind of put things in check into perspective and realize that, you know, I got to knuckle down here. Definitely. And I think, you know, having Dexter in my life is a, a massive change. And like you say, doing it for him and doing it for myself as well. So, um, what was that, 2013, so five, five years ago, um, and I've managed to keep off the majority. So I, I, I did crash with some weight initially, so I think um, I was featured on the website and, you know, it was one of the success stories in a way. So I managed to lose um, 100 pounds in the first just just over 10 months, which it, it was a, ma- a massive thing for myself. Um, and then obviously it was keeping it off. Um, and I am still happy with how I, how I am, so how I feel, how I'm living, and things. Um, and the, the changes in you know my diet, so my food, my drink, um, my general intake, and my well-being, I think is massive. And I'm really, really grateful to to Dallas and the program. I guess you know. Yeah. No, for sure. It's just be- Crystal. Yeah. Were you trying to do something, Crystal? Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I'm really not sure, but how much more difficult it is in the UK to, you know, with the food restrictions, I don't know, is going, you know, dairy-free and gluten-free, is is that all readily available there now? 
It is, yeah. It's, it's very much available. Um, and I, I did go dairy-free almost immediately. So um, I, I cut, basically I looked into things and my other half was very much like, oh, it's a fad diet, you know, it's not going to do you any benefits. But in all honesty, whether it was just the whole thing where I cut out a lot of fizzy drinks, I cut out sweets and biscuits and chocolates and what a lot of people consider treats, but to me at the time I just considered it to be rubbish, the stuff that my body doesn't need. Um, right. And, yeah, I went for the, you know, let's cut out dairy, let's cut out gluten. But in the U.K., it's it's expensive. You know, it's an expensive commodity, but it is yeah. so readily available. Um, you know, in the supermarkets now, we've got various different kinds of, you know, like almond milks, and you get your coconut milks and um, hazelnut milks. So there's everything now mm-hmm. has an alternative. You, you can walk in the dairy section of a supermarket, and you've got um, dairy-free cheeses and dairy-free spreads. So... Apart from the cost factor, it's not very right. difficult from where it was. And there's, there's not many things that people miss out on. So if somebody wanted a chocolate bar, you, you can have a chocolate bar, but it's dairy-free, you know? So everything is readily available, I believe. That's awesome. That's uh, an interesting point. Uh, your wife saying the fad diet thing, i got to tell you, I was on board with the, with the gluten-free and dairy-free thing. And when it suddenly turned into a punchline, you know how sometimes the comedians get a hold of it, and some of the people who are, you know, on the on the wagon can be kind of pretentious at times. I personally felt kind of stupid going to a restaurant and like asking for that. And uh, we have Terry Lang, who's the godmother of VDP Yoga. I remember we were in Mexico, and I'm you know <laughs> doing my best effort of don't I can't don't have any gluten, but I don't have an allergy. But I was saying no gluten, no dairy to all the waiters and stuff. And I saw Terry yes. who just had a massive reaction to the gluten. And after that, I felt so stupid just at, like making them go out of their way to do that. So when it became a punchline, I kind of felt ridiculous and I kind of felt really self-conscious. But then I kind of thought to myself, but it's working for me. So what does it matter if yeah. I feel stupid or if it becomes a punchline? And, and that's exactly. the thing. Some, for some people, it's going to work <laughs> and some people, it's not going to work. And you know what? It is a fad diet. And for a lot of people, probably – uh, I know I've fallen off several times, and a lot of people have probably dropped that along the way. But you got to do what works for you. You got to do, uh, you know, what what you're having success with, and if it's working with you, stick with it. If it's not, maybe try something different. But um, I love that that you brought up that point too, because um, DDP Yoga is also obviously a, a guide and a roadmap of, of what you know Dallas suggests you do life. But there's so many ways to take this and incorporate it into your life. And Crystal, I love that you asked that question about the UK because I never thought about that. You know, everything we do here is based in uh, off of kind of where Dallas was at the moment. And it was really interesting to see how a lot of those health and nutrition tips transfer elsewhere. And uh, I think that's right. kind of a fun thing to explore sometimes just to look and see the different cultures of food over there and how uh, it translates to what we try to do here at GDP Yoga. It'll be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it would be really interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, different parts of the world have different things available at different times all through the year. So right now you can't get anything in Canada unless it's imported because we're covered in snow. So, you know, Mm. yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's weird. So a lot of nuts and a lot of potatoes and carbs and all that fun stuff. Oh, you're, 
you're speaking my language now. I, that's, I, was, <laughs> I was a carb addict. That's my biggest thing is carbs. And I, I was one of those people that had to actively train myself to, to like vegetables because uh, my growing up, I was never a bad kid. Like I never, I was rebellious, but I wasn't getting myself arrested or I wasn't doing drugs or, or drinking or smoking. I was just a mouth. Like, as, as you can imagine, my, I was always running my mouth. And at a certain time in my life, my parents just gave up trying to fight with me on liking vegetables. So I just kind of won that battle. But eventually in life, I lost because I became 350 pounds or so. So because I was an adult who probably only tried a handful of vegetables in his life. So actually retraining my body how to, how to like certain foods that I, I had discounted for all these years and had never even tried. Like, you know, you in your head, you kind of train yourself to dislike things that you've never even explored. And that was one of the things that uh, I found very, very difficult in my adult life is teaching myself how to eat like an adult, you know, not macaroni and cheese for dinner every night or, or what right, have you. Right. Um, and it's, it's something you have to overcome. And I know that you make habits that, you know, last forever. Um, and if it wasn't for DDP yoga, if I didn't do another – workout for DDP yoga for the rest of my life, the knowledge that I've gained within myself and the health knowledge and, and the knowledge of nutrition and food is something that's ingrained with, with you forever. And, uh, Will, you had put it really great, too, is, you know, it's so much diet and there's so much just changes that kind of incrementally come over time. Um, of all the things you've kind of changed in your life, what is, you know, some of the real just things that stuck with you that you kind of incorporated in your life that you see yourself becoming successful with or that you've kept your weight off? What are the real kind of big points that have kind of really stuck in, and taken hold in your, you know, evolution as a person? What, from in terms of the food and things? Is that what you mean? Or in terms of the exercise yeah, or everything as a whole? Health or exercise everything. or mindset, whatever, Every, you know, everything. something that really kind of helps you this day. Um, from the food perspective, like I said to you, when I realized that I needed to cut out what I would class as the junk and the rubbish, um, that, that's one of the biggest things because um, when I think back to when I started and, and previously, you know, I was working in a, in a supermarket at the time and some of my Ooh. shifts were ridiculous where I might, be, I might be finishing late at night, but I, w- I would still eat a big meal late and that was never, ever bad for me. Uh, sorry, it was never good for me, I should say. Um, so I've made I've made a conscious effort now to to watch my portion sizes, to watch the times of day that I'm eating meals, um, and also watch the intakes as well. So it, it works differently for different people. So for some people they watch the mm-hmm. calories, for some people they watch the carbs, and some people watch um, the, the fat contents and things. But I just make sure I look at all the nutrition information. Um, and obviously going back to the team DDP Yoga, everyone, most people I should say, if you of Nancy. Um, never get the cinema right. is it Guberti? is that right um yeah nancy's yep. been on the radio show yeah she's been on here so many times you know and i follow her on various social medias and you can get so much information from her um and then aside from the food intake side of it um the, the workouts so i'm working out now whether it be ddp yoga whether it be gym or walking the dot I'm, I'm always trying to keep myself physical these days so I'm either in the gym or I'm doing it at home or I'm working out with friends, which I'll touch on that later on if that's possible. Um, but, yeah, I'm just making sure that I'm active all the time. And, and I also find that DDP yoga just brings that much positivity in you. So 
yeah, like a lot of people, I get down days, you know, but um, I've gained so much positivity and so much of a massive network from this. It's it's unbelievable. It really is. Hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Um, here's, a, here's a question for you. You mentioned that the first, um, and this is a, there's no right or wrong answer here, but you mentioned that when you first started, you dropped 100 pounds in, in several months, uh, 10 months. Did you find that was a positive to lose it that quick, or would you have rather you kind of uh, let it kind of develop over time? I'm asking because I find that there's a lot of two, there's two camps. There's people who lose it real quick, and yeah. they, you know, are just locked in and just, you know, keeping on the track. And then there's some people when they lose it that quickly, they don't really have time to develop habits and it becomes kind of a crash diet situation. Well, even though you're eating the right things, mm-hmm. you didn't give your body time to develop habits. Uh, you kind of just detox it. And then especially for people who are really overweight, like myself, when I had started, um, it really doesn't build the habits you need. So eventually when you, you, re, you relapse, you relapse hard. Um, but you've managed to keep it off. Uh, do you think that the the quickness uh, also kind of coupled with kind of habit changing or, or habit reformation, or do you think that it was just something that you kind of just dug your toes into and just, you know, decided you were going to go all in and make a change for a positive? Yeah. I mean, obviously I can only give you the answer from, from myself and from what I did and not, not start spouting to other people of this is right or that's right. But in all honesty, in my, in my position, it was the right choice and it was what I needed to do because looking in the mirror you know um i needed to make a decision and i i did suddenly think to myself what can i eliminate from my diet what am i doing that's wrong you know and i I could buy a massive bag of uh, potato crisps um potato chips and rather i i I think self-control was a big issue for me as well so i could open a big bottle of coca-cola and rather than have a glass or something, I'd drink the whole bottle. Or I could buy a family-sized box or something, and rather than having a couple, I'd finish the whole thing. Um, so I think when I eliminated those bad habits, it did kind of add to the kind of, I will use the term crash, because I guess it, you know dropping that much weight in 10 months, you could say it was a bit of a crash, um, a crash diet or a crash drop. But I think for me it was needed. Um, you know, I dropped a considerable amount of weight um, through the program and through the exercise and the um, the dietary change. And then, you know, I put a little bit back on, but it was hardly anything. It was just being a, a state where I was happy, I guess. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, well can I ask you a question? How much did the people around you change? It's strange because um, family were very, very accepting of what I'd done and obviously they were really, really happy for me and they could see the differences and how it was making me feel. Um, At the time, I'd changed jobs, so the people around me besides family didn't really see it a great deal. Um, Right. And in some instances, I'd love to go back to a previous job just to be almost like stick two fingers up to a previous manager of mine and be like, ha -ha, (laughs) there you go. Because there there was a time where... You know, I, I was always the fat kid in school and I, I'd be the butt of people's jokes in work and things like that. Um, and there was a previous manager who was, you know, he, I don't know, it was one of his, mo- he was trying to motivate, I guess, in, in, in the work sense, but it could come across um, 
not nasty, but almost, I don't know, I don't know how to put it. Um, but I, I'd love to go back to him now and say, hello, you know, and just, just to just to say, do you recognize me? And I don't think he would, to be honest. I really don't. Wow. I think if I was in the, in the, same, in the same job, it would have been gradual. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, that's, that's, and, you know, some, it is good in that too because, you know, when you, when you lose it and, and you go into a new place, you know, you don't always, and it's not that it sounds kind of bad, but I was always the fact kid growing up and there's baggage there. People will always kind of look at you as that and you're kind of, by the time you're, you're an adult and you've carved out that niche as being the fat goofy kid, it's kind of nice to have a fresh start with your new outlook, your new healthiness, your body and stuff. There's no expectations, there's no baggage, and you can kind of change the perception of, of, of yourself to people, and you can kind of create yourself as a stronger person, if that makes any sense, or just, you know, a different person, because it does. It, it, no oh, matter definitely. what they say, it does change you. It changes so much about you. Yeah, definitely, 100% agree with you on that. Now, right, so I know when you start making changes like that, your inner dialogue changes completely. So you go from sitting on, see, I can only speak for me, but I know that at one point I would go from sitting on the couch until, you know, working out for an hour a day. And, I mean, the two people, the two aspects were completely different from each other. And I really noticed that when I made myself more of a priority instead of an option, that, you know, it's it's kind of weird how your circle of friends, you know, see things or interact with you or things change. I mean, it's right. It's it's a change. It's an all encompassing change from working out to eating to losing the weight to doing whatever. And suddenly you're leaving some of your friends behind. And, you know, it's interesting sometimes. Oh, definitely. Um, and, and there are people now who, who I've not seen for years that I'm slowly getting back in touch with for various reasons. And, I, and I'm trying to use where I am in life now to kind of pull them back. So you can almost look at how I've changed over the last five years. But obviously from four years ago, it was a, you know, it was a quick change. Um, yeah. I look back at some of these people and they've done the opposite. So whereas there were people I was in school with um, and there were some family members of mine who going back five, six years ago were the thin people and I was the big fat kid. Um, you can flip it around now where I've kind of gone the opposite. They've also gone the opposite. Um, and you you can see that and you can see the changes yeah. as well. So a, a few nights back, you know, it was a late night finish at work and afterwards some of the guys were like, oh, let's all go to town and, you know, have a few drinks. And I, and I think my answer was, no, it's okay. I'm going to the gym for an hour or two. And that's kind of how I am now and that's kind of how I deal with things and it's I don't know it makes me happy it always it always does like since I've since I found this and I guess you know my fitness is is made up probably like you know a massive percentage of DDP yoga and a massive percentage of just you know the gym the various things I do up there but the, the two combined it just keeps me happy it keeps me motivated and it's just it, it's not where I was about five years ago I, I was a different person you know I was I'd go home and I'd sit in front of the TV or I'd go home and play computer games or whatever. But, yeah, you're absolutely correct. It's it's a massively yeah. different outlook on life. It sure is. It sure is. So, Will, I'm going to ask you a weird question. What Five years ago, what did you wish that you could do that you're doing now? 
good question. Um, probably go swimming and not be embarrassed on radio. About, about how I look. <laughs> so think, thinking back, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but but thinking back to about about this time, I, I would I would always have an excuse to keep a t-shirt on or something. So if I was on a beach, I'd keep a shirt on. Whereas now. I'm trying not to swear. I, I don't. I don't care. I, I. I don't give. I can quite happily go swimming, or I can take my shirt off and stuff. You know, I would never have done that five years ago, and that's not about being vain or being big-headed. It's just being oh, comfortable. No. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. No, you know, I. I totally understand that. Yeah. There's yeah, when you're I, when you you're know, especially when you. Oh, I'm sorry, man. We got a lag here. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go on. Go on. No, no, I was only going to say it's just about happiness, you know, and I, I don't think I had that amount of happiness within my body back then that I've got now. So, you know, I was over at a friend's house um, last week. Um, we were having a, we were about to do a DDP yoga workout, as it happens, and just beforehand, you know, we were short of time, so I was getting changed at his house before we started. But I become conscious of what I was doing after I've done it. So while we were having a coffee, I just suddenly started... Um, taking my work shirt off and getting on my workout shirt and I suddenly thought hang on a sec I'm doing this in front of Craig whereas five years back I wouldn't have done that I'd have gone in the bathroom or I'd have gone in the toilet or I'd have gone in a different room or something um, but no like being around Craig's house and just being ready to start a workout I just you know whipped off my shirt and put another one on and be to do it it was just comfortable and it was something that I didn't even think of doing if that makes sense it's just comfortable yeah yeah, you got it's out of an your autopilot head decision. Yeah, autopilot. Yeah, definitely. I, I always, I always say too when I when I grew up, you know, the the fat kids for for so long, and you, you do you you realize you're taking your shirt off of the pool, and it becomes automatic. I didn't realize, and like we talked about earlier, your personality changes when you when you make a huge change in your life like that. But and, and you kind of have kind of negative opinions tied to some people who may have been around during that time. I realized a lot of the problem wasn't necessarily a lot of the people I was around, but I when you feel miserable when you're just that sluggish and your personality changes and you're grumpy and you're moody, and sometimes you cast that off to people. And I know I had this narcissism when I was overweight, a negative narcissism where. I thought everyone was looking at me and thinking the worst of me all the time. All the eyes were on me, and they were thinking, "Oh, he looks gross. Look at look how fat he looks." So he goes, "If I go to the pool, everyone's staring at me." It's like this narcissism with thinking you're the center of attention, but in a negative way. And one of my favorite things about losing weight is, and and, and it wasn't even necessarily losing weight; it was getting out of my own head and getting comfortable with myself and feeling better. Is you kind of realize that. You f- you feel confident enough to just go about your day without constantly thinking which eyes are on you or who's judging you or who's looking yeah. at you, and it was completely in my own head. But you get this kind of uh, almost uh, just negative reaction before they can get you type of mentality. Like I noticed that you're looking at me. It's, it's an ugly place to be because when you're really struggling with that kind of stuff, you're so much inside your head that it becomes you know cancerous almost. True. Mm. Very true. Definitely. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a line from a song lyric that I was listening to just now, and it it's quite a long song, but there's one little line that stands out. My head is my own private hell, 
and that's exactly what you're saying. We all put ourselves in that situation sometimes. So whereas the other people might not be thinking that or they might not be having those thoughts, we, we think they are. Or we tell ourselves mm-hmm. that, yeah, they are, you know, and that's, we, we've done that to ourselves on times. So yeah. I think whether someone is at the, at the right weight, the right height, the right size, everyone's just got to, I guess, find happiness. I'm excited, you know. And yeah. It's not just the weight loss that's helped me as well. You know, it's the flexibility. It's the, um, you know, through the program, like losing weight was a massive, massive thing. But as as we know from Dallas, you know, it's a side effect. Everything else has really helped me. So being able to bend and stretch and everything else that comes with it. Um, I, I was in work this afternoon and I was picking something up on the floor and I suddenly found that, hang on a sec, I'm... I'm not just bending over like I would have done, you know, a long time ago. I, I kind of found myself almost in a road warrior position, and it's just kind of—I I was <laughs> laughing about it because it was second nature. Second nature. Um, and, and you touched on earlier about uh, wrestling. One, one of my sort of uh, thing, like a side thing I do aside from work, is I film for a couple of local wrestling promotions. Um, and awesome. when I'm getting down low for a low shot, quite in between the ropes. I kind of find the way I'm standing. I've got one leg outstretched and, and turned slightly. Again, it's like a road warrior position. And, and as I'm doing it, I kind of chuckle away to myself because I know what I'm doing. And it's now come that, again, it's a byproduct of DDP yoga. It, it, it's so true. I tell people this all the time. And, and it sounds like I'm going into sales pitch mode, which I promise I'm not. But I said, when you, you know, when you start doing the DDP yoga and your body starts getting flexible and you really start to loosen up all those muscles that have just been so tight and atrophied for years, everything gets better. Like, you don't even understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're up and down stairs easier. You're off the ground easier. You're, you can climb easier. You can fold your legs easier. Like, you don't even realize, like, you're, you, don't, you don't realize how restricted you were before until you kind of just open up that world for yourself. And exactly, it's something exactly. that I always, I tell people, once you start doing those workouts, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a positive addiction because you can't stop because you get addicted to that, that just lifestyle and you realize how restricting it gets once you stop. Yeah. And you notice the difference massively, you know, because I think, a lot of people, whether they've been on the program for a year, five years, um, or even since the YRG days, which I know many people have been, um, you do find that difference. You know, when you stop, if you take a day off or a week off, or uh, as some people, you know, they take a bit of a break from the program. When you get back into whether it be normal life or getting back into some of the workouts, you do see that difference, don't you? And you kind of feel that where you've taken that break, you kind of see how you your body's kind of getting sluggish again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, you working in the around wrestlers and stuff. I, I know that you know this, and I work around wrestlers. I've worked around wrestlers for years, quite a bit. And, and Crystal, I know that you've known quite a bit of the, of the workers over the years. I don't know how any yep. of the boys uh, working could not be doing DDP yoga right now, supplementing it with their workouts right. or whatever. Because when you're doing some kind of sport like wrestling or even any sport, really those stabilizing muscles are going to keep you injury free. And uh, any of the boys who are not doing it right now, I, I know you've been around for a while. Well, uh, 2013, I was 2011 when I first came on. Um, so when we first started talking about DDP yoga, you get all stickers from the locker room. Ah, you Mark, ah, you know, you get like, 
you get kind of a bunch of like, you know, roll eyes, you know, the word yoga kind of crippled any kind of further discussion in a men's locker room back then. But nowadays it's so accepted because people gain a credibility, of course, you know, Dallas, Jericho, Scott Hall, Jake Roberts, all those names are doing it. But also they realize if you want to stay active and, and stay injury free, you've got to do something to kind of keep those stabilized muscles working. Oh, a hundred percent, you know, and I think, the wrestling business, the, whether in, in football or soccer or any other sports or just in life, you know, I mean, when we're in schools, you're taught to be active for, what, 30 minutes a day as a bare minimum? And I think yeah. some of the shortest DDP workouts are, what, 20, 12, 20 minutes, you know, and the, the program is just so massive. And I think it's obviously with, us, you know, with the app and everything else now, I think it should be on schools' curriculums. It should be out there for everyone. You know, I mean, the changes that you look on the transformation page of the website and you see people, you know, you've got your Arthurs and you've got your everyone that's been on there. You know, you've got Wayne in this country and you've got loads and loads of people across the world. Um, everyone's stories are different, but the success outweighs everything. And I think people need to sure. be more aware of it everywhere. No, I mean, absolutely. Oh, Hector, sorry. No, go ahead, Mike. No, you, no, trust me. You go first. I, I have nothing good to say. I never do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things when you start doing this, it becomes like that morning cup of coffee that you just gravitate towards and you just do. And you can't fake feeling this good. You can't fake, you know, running up the stairs two at a time where you used to struggle going one step at a time thinking, oh, my gosh, is this it? But when it changes and when you start to make it, it uh, I don't know. There was a thing when I went down to the performance center, Will, and it was this saying, and the saying was, DDP yoga, it's not about the size of your ass. It's about getting your head out of it. Yes. I think, you know, looking at the wording of what you just said is just so beneficial to everybody. True. That's brilliant. We stop ourselves a lot of the time. We talk ourselves out of doing anything. If we just mm-hmm. did it, oh, my gosh, we'd be so much better off because the three of us all know what it feels like when we have a really great workout. But try and convince someone who's never done it it's not that yeah. easy. It's not that easy sometimes. Yeah, for oh, sure. We're okay. gonna, uh, oh, I'm sorry, man. Go on. No, no, it's okay. I oh. was just going to say, you know, um, and I think people are afraid of the unknown, aren't they? And people are always afraid of what they're unsure of. Um, sure. And I think people, you know, it's like you say, if you don't try it, you'll never know. That's right. I know that we... oh, Sorry Go ahead, I'm sorry Mike. about that I got a no, go ahead, Mike. Here. I apologize Yeah there's a lag uh, I was just saying, <laughs> yeah, Go ahead Mike Yeah really bad um, uh, Sorry I was saying Will I know that you know uh, How old are you right now uh, I'm 38 38 All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be 36 this year And I know you know The guy's getting older You know we probably put a few miles on her on our bodies when we were younger and 
you know, but time is is really important right now. You don't want to get laid up and put on the shelf. You know, you got a kid to support. You got, you know, we're we're at the prime of our life, and and, and as these years go by, it's so important that we kind of take care of our body. I've told this story before, but it's it's never usually the big you know, stumbles and falls that really kind of mess us up. Um, when I was I was with Paige, uh, he was you know, driving around for some New England appearances around Christmas time, and he slipped on some ice on on some steps going up the stairs to some oh. Christmas event, and he twisted his knee and, and fell and landed on it. And by all accounts, he should have torn the shit out of his knee. He really should have. And if he wasn't in the shape that he was, he would have really really badly. But incorporating those kind of same moves those those stabilizer positions he was able to kind of kind of pull himself up and keep himself together but anybody else you know even in that good shape without the ddp yoga would have torn the hell out of their knee right and it, it becomes when you get older you know so crucial for for you to stay healthy and for people to stay healthy it is it becomes a maintenance like kind of uh mentality like you like you take your blood pressure medication or you make sure you you, you get your your vegetables in your you brush your teeth your shower as you get older, especially, it becomes so crucial to kind of just, you know, take care of those parts of the body and, and those muscles that you don't use in any other kind of aspect other than what you would with the DDP yoga or yoga or stretching program. And it's, you know, it's, I'm glad that it's become such public conscious. Uh, there's a consciousness in the public about this now because for as guys, you know, we grew up in the 80s, we're bodybuilders and, you know, though that's what you wanted to be, but we're realizing now that the fountain of youth is flexibility and that lean muscle. Yeah, definitely. And I think you're right there. Um, the changes that we make for ourselves are so beneficial. Um, and like you talk about stretching and, you know, whether someone wakes up in the morning and does a basic workout, whether it be DDP yoga, whether it be something different, I think everybody needs to get on board with something and just look after themselves, I guess. I'm, I'm not sure how it is in the UK, um, but, you know, the obesity problem here in the, in the States is, is insane. And we're just, you know, we're breeding just a, a, a huge crisis on our hands. And I think part of the problem, you know, obviously we have so much access to technology and there's a lot of, like, you know, kids nowadays who just would rather be in, and we live in a world that it's kind of hard to let the kids off off the leash, if you if you say will, um, to kind of go play because it's kind of dangerous world we're living in. So a lot of them are just bound to the home, and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. But I think that now that there have been more options to kind of be kind of local and, and at home and still be able to get that you know workout in and exercise in. Um, as a father growing up, obviously you want to, you know, guide your kid to, to healthy, you know, habits and healthy eatings, uh, you know, healthy mentality, guiding your own kid and knowing your own past. What do you think uh, you'd want to do differently to make sure like your kid, uh, you know, grasps the importance of, of his health and self-esteem and, and positivity, you know, without being too much of dad mode? Like how do you plan on kind of incorporating his future into your own plans? It's how I guide them because I've actually got two kids now. You know, one so the the one I talked about originally, he's now seven, and I've got a, another one who's almost three. It's just making oh, wow. them not make the bad mistakes that I made. So when it comes to you know coming home from school, it's not about sitting down straight away on the computer because I think you're absolutely right there about the culture that we're in. Because when I was you know when I was his age or their age, 
I'd be in the street playing football or playing soccer with my friends. I'd be running around the streets, you know, whereas these days we are living in a dangerous society. Um, and I think it, it's, it's upsetting how things have changed from what I grew up with to what they've grown up with. And I think that's probably the same for over here as it is over there. Um, but it's about now just making sure that giving them that time to be active because we have a lot of soft play centres over here, you know. We've got loads and loads of places I can take them and just keep them active all the time. Um, and I think it's about limiting so like limiting their computer time and things because my oldest will come home and as soon as he's through the door, he's turning the PlayStation on and he's doing this and he's doing that. But I do look back and think, well, in a, in a way, you know, no. You need to get active and do things and I think it's how I do things with him um, you know and he, he remembers what I was like five years ago and he's seen the photos around the house and I'm, I'm sure I want him to grow up as I am now not as I was then um, and it's about education as well yeah true do they work out with you Will? Um, not so much because the way that I the way it goes now, because I'm working a lot of like late nights and evenings, so I tend to do most of my workouts when they're in bed. Because right. with the youngest one, he's 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 two now, coming up for three, and he's in that sort of what we call the terrible twos. I guess it's the same over there. So he's in that rebellious <laughs> stage. Um, so if I sit down and roll a mat out, you know, he'll come across and he'll just want to torment me, but in a nice way, obviously, because I'm sure our <laughs> kids love us as they do. But be, I don't want to say irritating because that can come across really negative. But you get where I'm coming from, I guess. Um, you're yes, I would love yes. to do it because <laughs> yeah, I see pictures quite regularly on Facebook, you know, on the DDP websites with people where you know they they've got their kids working out with them. I would love nothing more than to do that with the guys. But I think at the moment, especially for the youngest one, it's not quite right. But I think in a right. year maybe I can get him on board. Definitely, especially now with the, you know, with the app and DDP, DDP for kids. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, they love those, like, the buttons and the shiny, the apps and all that stuff, too. And, and you know, to to wrap things up, and we'll let you go here in, a, in just a minute, but, um, you know, when, when you first started, you said your, your first uh, kind of reason to get off the couch was, I'm having a kid, you know, that's it's a big deal, but, also now, you know, now that you've kind of turned it around, your success story and the fact where you came from and where you're still, you know, pushing towards, you know, you're, all these years later, that's your motivation was a kid, but now you have a chance to be a great example for your kids. Like, you know, they don't have to be the reason to motivate you. You have a chance to kind of help guide them and, you know, teach them healthy habits, not just with the eating and, and the workouts, but just the mindset and the positivity and, and the go-forward attitude. Yeah. And you're, yeah. you're doing that now. I mean, he, they may drive you nuts on the on the mat when you're three years old, but you know they're going to see you down there every day. And whether they whether they're irritating or not at the time, years down the road, that's going to stick, and that's going to be something they be proud of their dad. Sure about. That's going to be a personality uh, boost for them. They're going to have that kind of embedded in them for uh, their future successes. Oh, well, definitely. I mean, there's a new way I can get them on board as well because I signed up last year to, you know, as an instructor. So I'm slowly working through this certification program for level one. Um, so obviously now I can, I can, yeah, I can incorporate that as well. Um, and that's a massive thing for me because there's two guys who are local to me, you know, Craig and Sam, and we at least once a week we'll meet up with each other, you know, and we'll get together and we'll work out and, 
you know, and we, we need new people obviously to bring on board. So my kid, you know, my, my oldest will be definitely someone to, I can, I can use the teachings and the, the learnings from um, my level one training to try and get him on board, you know, and my mentor, Boz as well. So I'm sure he's taught me some great things that I can use to, to get them on board. He's amazing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Man. Yes, he is. And, and you know, I'm glad to see you're still kicking ass, man. You know, like I've said, I've seen you around there forever on, on the Facebook. You're popping up and uh, on there. One of those consistent guys that's always just kind of been around and, and, and in the background, but just always just kind of hammering it away, you know. And uh, those are the people who win the race, the people who just stick with it and just – you know, for better or worse, just keep coming back to it. I know you're doing the gym and the DDP yoga and all that stuff, and all that works hand in hand. And um, it's an awesome story, man. It's a successful story, and I love the fact that you kind of, you know, realized before it was too late that you got a lot to live for and you got a lot to change for. And uh, you evolved as a person, as a father, and all these years later, you know, who would have thought, you know, what's possible in those five years? If you didn't start then, five years from now where do you think you'd be right now right exactly you know and five years ago i was looking at the program thinking yeah shall i shall i whereas now i'm at the stage where you know in three months to six months i I could be teaching this to other people because i believe in it that much it's done so much for me and i believe in it you know and i want to take the learnings that i've got and give them to other people i want to teach this you know and this is why i'm hoping to get signed off by well I'm looking at February as my current goal, but I think that's probably the, the, the first time I really shouted about that as a date. So it's not really that long to to get it sorted out. But um, yeah, so once once that's achieved, you know, it's the next goal, and the next goal, and the next goal. Well, that's the evolution. You're you're fired up, and, and and the next thing is, I always tell this. We've said this on the show a million times, but I, I obviously we have a great frontman in in Paige and. Everyone who works with us and, and just the whole crew is great, but there's no greater greater tool to get somebody on this program than to just be an example. Because, you know, when you first start, there's just this there is just a, an on and off switch that goes off in people's lives. They become different people, positive people, fresher people, happier people, healthier people, and there's no better way to kind of you know rub the program off on others than to just be around because the change is so noticeable and obviously. Uh, all of us have at one time or another been through that change or more than once or, you know, everyone on, on the on the chat here or on the queue, you know, have been through similar changes. And once you kind of get through it, you, you get really passionate about it and then passing it on is the next, the next goal. And I know that you're, you're going to kick ass doing that. And uh, we'd love to have you back once you get certified to kind of talk about that process and maybe talk about uh, some classes in, in the, in the in Wales, the UK, where uh, someone might be able to catch you at that time. Oh, definitely. I'd be more than happy to do so. Yeah. So, Will, I need to tell you before before we sign off that I put out a Facebook message about who everyone thinks we should have on the show because I, I, I have a huge list of people that I pick from, and I just, I was indecisive. I didn't know who to pick. Your name came up. So many times, I'm so grateful we had you on. I can see why everyone's so taken with you. That's incredible. It just makes me feel so humbled, man. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Uh, Thank you. We appreciate it. And uh, 
we appreciate you staying up with us too because I know it's ridiculous. I know when Hayden used to do the show, he'd be up till three thirty yeah. in the morning, and and uh, obviously you're closer to Hayden than we are, so probably in the same time zone. So if you're, Hayden, if you're up listening to Will, we love you, brother. I hope you guys are doing well. I know they were just in uh, in uh, Atlanta a few days ago, so a lot of love and, and shout out to Will and um, and Laura as well. I mean, sorry, Hayden and Laura. <laughs> But um, we appreciate <laughs> you coming on, say. and you definitely have to come back and talk to us. Definitely, man. Thank you so much. I'd, I would love to do that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll be in touch, and, well. and good luck. And and Crystal. Yeah. You got some some good stuff for me to to, to send the show off. To yeah, Katie I do. Master herself. All right. And I picked this because Will was going to be on the show, so I picked this one. Gold medals are really made of gold they're made of sweat determination and hard to find alloy called guts love there it. we go i love it and uh, go. the gold medal representing wales will garland everybody thank you so much we appreciate you coming on man absolutely and uh crystal thank you so much we will, uh, we... oh no problem crystal we will send some sunshine and we'll even donate a few degrees of warmth over your way to you. that'll help <laughs> so uh, That's we awesome. appreciate that we'll be back I believe next week uh, holiday is coming up let's talk about that next week let's talk about getting prepared for the holidays how we're going to manage our DDP level workouts how we're going to manage our, our eating during this ridiculous time of just gluttony that we tend to put ourselves through in this time of season uh, it'll be a lot of fun. We'll have a lot of good discussion, and maybe we'll put some goals up for 2018 or 19. Man, it flies by. So if you're listening, maybe we can do that. Want to do that next week, week Crystal? We'll maybe take some calls and sure. talk about what people's plans and goals are for 2019. We're not going to ink it. We're going to ink it on the air, digitally ink our goals. No no New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Those are past days. They don't work. Those are, these are just new you resolutions. You're just going to... You're just going to do you, for better or worse. We'll do that next week. And uh, until then, thank you guys so much uh, for uh, Thanks, checking Will. us out. Thank you, Will, for staying up late. Thank you, for Crystal, for uh, calling yourself out just in time for the show. And until next week, have a great week. And to never, ever, 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 ever give up. See you guys. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Paige. Oh! He's in a diamond cutter. I don't believe it. Wow. Diamond cutter out of the powerbomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and, most importantly, own your life. Talk radio. Uh, latte. Starbucks. Now. Now. Crystal? Hello? Where am I? See you guys. <laughs>